Ahoy! Welcome aboard, Hardened Door Hosers. I'm Kyle, here with Alex, and we're the skippers of this spirit ship. Ooh. This episode, we've actually got some, we've got a few things to go over. We got, we got some listeners getting, getting at us. Some people sharing the love? Yeah. Yeah, we got some, we got an Instagram message, and uh, we actually got our very first voicemail, which is super exciting. Yeah, yeah. Pretty stoked. Yeah, I'm... So I'll just do a shameless plug, uh, hardendurohosers.com, and that'll send you to our Anchor page, and you can just record a voicemail there, and uh, pretty straightforward. You don't have to sign in or anything, and uh, we get it to our inbox. So uh, yeah, you want to kick it off, Kyle, with uh, the Instagram? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So our the Instagram message I got, uh, Guy says he uh, listened to our electric bike episode back when we were noobs and didn't have oh, all the so fancy fresh. equipment. Oh, yeah. now we're now we're professionals with over ten episodes and one hundred and fifty followers on Instagram. Unlucky thirteen. Yeah, we made it. <laughs> uh, so he says that he would love to see, or well, he he needs to see a clutch on an electric bike before he would purchase one. Ooh. So I know, I know my feelings on it, but let's hear what you have to say first. I don't know. I, I'm a firm believer in the church of clutch. I love a good clutch. I think its use is proper, but the power delivery on a gas bike is so different where a gas, you make like no power at idle. So you have to rev it up to get that power and an electric motor, you have that instantaneous torque. And I, I don't know. See, and that's that's exactly my thought. I think that having a clutch on an electric motorcycle is a lot like an electric vehicle that puts engine noises through the speakers. It just makes you feel comfortable. Makes you feel like an old feel like is it contributing? Makes it feel like an old <laughs> friend, but is it contributing? Because obviously electric is instantaneous power. Yeah. And there's just an abundance of it. Like and obviously there's not gonna be any transmission yeah because that's the other side of it there's no gears yeah i find it interesting if you want to if you want to just want to twist your throttle you go faster yeah i find it interesting the red shift that they were they had a different weighted flywheels for it to slow down the power delivery at low rpms because it would accelerate too fast like the wheel would just break loose all the time and that was something talking to um lyndon poskett at uh Ayersburg, and he was talking about how he was going to a heavier weight to oh, tame the that's bike. interesting. And that they're adding flywheel, like not flywheel weights, but they're adding drivetrain mass to slow down the electric yeah. motor because it's so aggressively like on when you give it gas. And you know what? You would have to and, pretty yeah. well. Like if you would, yeah, I could see how you would adjust the weight as per the riding that you're doing. Yeah. Because obviously motocross and enduro are very different. Yeah, you want that super revy snappiness, whereas like... I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, because like, you'd have to, quote unquote, like you'd have to load up the the electric motor somehow. But the the other like trials thing of storing energy in your flywheel and then releasing it while you're off the gas, kind of like letting the bike coast down and you have that fixed energy, you couldn't do that without a clutch. But that would be part of the learning curve to adapting to yeah. an electric bike, like. If you twist that throttle from zero to a hundred percent, 
I bet you're going to get that zap. That's true. Like if you... And you just wouldn't if get you that, just say, like, you drop the throttle. It would be controlling that, like, bleed. Like, you're almost, you have that energy stored ahead of your clutch in your flywheel. Yeah. And then you, like, bleed it in a controlled manner through your clutch to your uh, your drivetrain, to your transmission. Yeah, and that's, like, that's... And that bleeding is, like, all about that feel That's modulation after you expend the energy stored in the flywheel. Yeah. Essentially, right? Yeah, you've stored the energy in yeah. your flywheel, and you're slowly releasing it back through your drivetrain through the clutch. Yeah. And now you could do that through your throttle. It'd just be, it's different. It's completely different. It would be different. But is that is that engine noises through the speakers, or is this uh, like real world? I don't know. Necessity, right? That's a good one. Yeah. So in my opinion, I don't really think you need it. I'm going to reserve. I think, I think that. Really, you just need to sort out your throttle modulation. It's so much. And then, uh, I know, I know there's uh, a lot going on. But obviously, the, like, the power characteristics are so different from, say, a two-stroke enduro bike. If you had the electric, there's power on demand always. And yeah. if you don't want to spin, well, you better just roll off the throttle. I, I'm going to reserve judgment on this one. Uh, if we have a listener with a redshift... Give us a, a little dingle. Leave us a voicemail. How's your bike yeah. go? How's it work? Hit us with them dingles. Yeah. Yeah. I, I'm Until I ride one, I can't. I, know. I can't. I know. And I do I do see your point, and I haven't really thought of that. But, that was, but my but, initial thought was that you just, uh, an electric bike is just a whole other animal. So you need to just adapt your riding. As you would, say, going from a four-stroke to a two-stroke or vice versa, your riding style changes with the different engines. Yeah. Like, because you're, when you go from your 300 to the KTM 500, you're just exploding berms on the 500. And with the 300, you're more, like, smooth and carrying momentum. As an example. Yeah. I don't know. So weird. Interesting, though. Interesting. I don't think, personally, I don't think I would need a clutch to purchase one. I don't know. I, I can't say until I ride one. Yeah. Like, if I rode it and I was like, no, I, I could do without it. That might change my mind. But yeah. yeah, you'd have to ride one first. I'd have to ride one. I So I guess it, I would be in the same boat. I couldn't just walk out and buy one sight unseen as is yeah. right now. Yeah, that's fair. And I'd be more worried about the, like, the weighted, loaded engine more than the, um, more than the clutch, I think, as you were, like I, you were talking about. I would about. probably be more excited if the electric motor made dirt bike sounds, like if it had a little speaker <laughs> under the seat, and I could get that feedback, because I find the auditory feedback from the motor, like... You can hear your motor like laboring at low RPM, and that's when you're like, okay, I got traction, it's great. But when you hear it like suddenly the revs start to climb quickly, you're like, oh, spinning. Okay, let's slip it, let's back off a little, let's tone her down. And if I could get that out of the motor. You hear those electric motor sounds, which I kind of like it. Yeah. I don't know, it's different, but I kind of like it. I'm, I'm super excited about a potential enduro. Electric bike. I like yeah. the idea. A real I'm one. A big fan. A real one. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. 
Wow, that was way more involved than I thought. There's, that was. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting thinking. question. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so I think that's that's our opinion. That's my opinion. That's your opinion. Yeah, I'm. I'm I have yeah. no opinion until yeah. I try one. So why don't you tell us about this other listener? Yeah. So uh, let's say we'll hear from Harlan here. Hey guys, my name is Harlan Miller. I'm from upstate New York. Uh, I love the show. You guys are a fucking hoot. Let me tell you, it's just great to listen to some Canadians just talk awesomeness all day. So you guys are knowledgeable, really like it, what you guys are doing. Um, was wondering if maybe you guys could go and do maybe like an episode on some like riding techniques, clutch control, throttle blipping, uh, pivot turns, that kind of thing. Um, I ride an FE350S, uh, 2021 X-Factor all around, the Cherby's stuff. It's decked out coming from an old XR 85 350. So, anyways, love the show. Later, guys. That is quite the bike upgrade. Yo, we'll, yeah. we'll start there. Yeah, That's... from the XR, the cable clutch, straight <laughs> yeah. to hydraulic, hydraulic love. Also, 350 love. That's my that's my four stroke love. Yeah, yeah. I think like having the 500, I'd go back. I wouldn't do it again. I think we've covered this before yeah, talking that the 350 it. just seems yeah. to be Absolutely. such a good bike. Yeah. So uh, we'll start. Yeah, we could dive great, in or great. Yeah, well, like well, this is say, almost. I want to say good on you for getting a three fifty. Yeah, because the world is pretty much your oyster when you go from an XR to searching out a real enduro bike. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I can see you know probably progressing pretty quickly. I I can't yeah. imagine doing any zaps or uh, I, you, Jacob would pivot turn an XR. Yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I'm actually surprised, you know, that we haven't talked about riding technique. Yeah. Because you and I are, that's kind of what we work on a lot is getting proper technique without, and that helps you not expand, 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 use extra energy yeah. while you're riding. I, I think a lot of it comes down to the parking lot fiddling. Like, yeah, or the, having the pre-season. Days. Yeah. Yeah. Or uh, even, you know, you're waiting for your buddies to get undressed or the last guy to the parking lot and you're unloading, get your stuff on. Okay. Like you're always on it, just walking around on that back tire, working on those balance points. Yeah. And I think, yeah, that pivot turns are kind of my bread and butter. I use pivot turns a whole bunch. Yeah. Super effective. But it's also, there's always room for improvement on there. Yeah. So I think it's absolutely awesome to practice and do, which I do. Yeah. Like you said. I think this would be a good standalone episode. We'll put some yeah. thought into trying to explain what you're doing. And big logs. Yeah. And big logs, how because, to tackle them. Yeah. You and I are getting up into the the 30-inch logs. Yeah. I think the other portion is like how to tackle them safely, like progressing yes. up to them, but also kind of some safety measures and, okay, start with a, a little bumper log and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, not kicker. just straight 12 o'clock poison it into a 30-inch log. Yeah, how to kind of protect your bike and yourself and bailing. How to, how to yeah. abandon shit properly. Yeah, I, don't, I don't have too many effective dismounts. Yeah. But uh, I, I usually like to get tangled up on my bike, so that's something I can probably work on. But, but yeah, I, absolutely. I think that's a great suggestion, and I think we need to. Yeah, we should do an more. episode on that because we both feel very strongly about technique. And not just hey yelling it everywhere. Yeah, yeah. So, you know, I I wonder how much the the parking lot messing around. Like, I'm a big fan of the figure eights, trying to go as slow as you can, and just that quick warm up on your balance before you head out. Uh, yeah. As you mentioned, you 
you know, 12 o'clock boy around the parking lot, <laughs> yeah. working on the same balance points, break covering, like kind of warming that stuff up. I wonder how much that's progressed to our growth. Like we're out riding on a local kind of nasty bit that's kind of a, a tester. And yeah. we were talking about how when we initially made it, it was like unrideable and you'd get stuck everywhere. And how it's progressed that now it's, it's gotten yeah. quite a bit easier for us. Yeah, absolutely. I was very angry the first few times I rode it. And I don't think I, I don't think I rode it from start to finish in one go for quite some time. Yeah. Probably a good part of a year. Yeah. Only like pick and choose the sections. Yeah, go work on a section. Yeah. But now it's part, I think part of it's also the trails getting ridden in more. Yeah. So it's also more of a highway, but still. There's been a lot of angry people on that. I've seen some people very upset. Yes. Like, I've seen some four strokes upside down and on the rev limit are angry. Yeah. Some, 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 I'm out of this place. I'm over it. I'm done. I'm yeah. going home. I hate dirt bikes. I'm going to yeah. burn this thing. I'll be at the truck. I'll see you when I see you. So uh, I think this is a great segue into what we're uh, yeah. the thing we're talking about so, today. And is, this was, I'm going to give you credit for this topic because I think this is, this is awesome. So why don't, why don't you go over what, uh, yeah, over our topic today. Okay. Uh, so I think it's when it stops being fun. And I think we can come at this from a whole bunch of angles from bad days where, you know, you're not on your A game and maybe you're riding with a group of guys who are and you're on something and you're struggling and you're like that, I'm trying to keep up. This isn't fun. I'm not enjoying this. Like the level of trail that you're on is outside of your ability that day and you're just not having it. And I think, I don't know, I've been there, you've been there. Many times. Uh, the best approach for that, I mean, what causes, like, you're, you know, you're off your game. I generally deal with it by having, like, a, okay, I need to go and do something that I know how to do or just walk away. But usually I go and try and find something mellow that... Need to get your mojo back. Yeah, just kind of reassures me that yes, I I can ride yeah. a dirt bike. Yeah, I'm not totally useless. Yeah, yeah. Um, but and if that kind of stumps me or I get hung up or it doesn't go as well, I'm like, okay, you know what? Today isn't a day. Yeah, I'm. I just gotta gotta call it, and I'm gonna start breaking stuff. Not like I'm gonna throw my bike down and stuff, but I'm gonna start making a lot of really bad mistakes, and I'm probably gonna. Shed some plastics and fenders and... Yeah, you're going to make sacrifices to the mountain gods? Yeah. Yeah, there's going to be some of my bike parts hanging in trees. Yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Like, I think that's... I don't know. I don't know what I think. I think it's quite... It's quite something. I don't... Personally, I think that it's... If you go in over your head and it stops being fun, you really do have to, like, go back and graduate or, like... Yeah. Hone your skills a little bit. But, uh, but, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's good to push yourself. It's not good to feel overwhelmed. And maybe that would be a good line on, you know, keep it fun. Go go back yeah. to stuff you know, keep building and progressing and push yourself, but don't push yourself to the, and you're I, ready to throw your bike yeah, back and I do find Yeah, and I do find I get put in this position quite a bit because you're the one that usually make the hard trails. <laughs> Yeah. So, like, I, I 100% have this feeling. <laughs> I know this feeling well. It's, uh, yeah, it's like an intimate lover. <laughs> <laughs> it might be a little rough with you sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, gentle. But yeah. it's interesting because it's contributed to your growth extremely quickly as a rider. Yeah, I think so. I think so. Like I've been riding push. since 2018, I believe. Yeah. Now? How do, yeah. How do you deal with those days when you're, you know, off your game and you're like, this isn't fun. I'm I'm struggling. I'm sweating. It's We're in the middle of a heat wave here. So this is very relevant on the. This is very relevant. You know, you're overheating because you got all your gear on. Your bike's overheating. You're struggling. Yeah. No, I think, I think it's. Like I just said, it's kind of like picking and choosing the obstacles. Like if I can't do the whole track, maybe I'll try and do some of them. Or like go and see if I can do the more attainable ones and then come back another day and try and clean the whole works. Yeah. But yeah, no, it's uh, it's really hard not to get... Yeah. Not to get too defeated when you're weighing over your head. Bike's overheated and you're out of water. Yeah, that's the okay, we just gotta go cruise the road a little bit, take a ride around. Yeah, the next it's like session, cl- clear your head, better. start fresh. Yeah. Cause I think that that's a big thing. I get in my head a lot. Yeah. And then it just goes from bad to worse. Yeah. Especially if anything's happening. But also I think we can this kind of like can transfer to the professional level. Yeah. Because the enduro is getting pretty out of hand, actually. This extreme enduro series. Yeah, what was that? I just watched that clip with Webb going through. There was like thirty plus inch logs, just bare, like no oh, kicker. Like the IRC enduro cross. Yeah, whatever that was down south. Yeah, that was crazy. But yeah, it's getting. You know, you go back to even a few years ago, Ayersburg. Uh, Green Hell, when they couldn't make it, they had to yeah, pull each other out. Absolutely. And I, you can't even, tell me those guys were having fun in the bottom of that. No, absolutely. Yeah, when there's four professionals pulling bikes. Yeah. yeah. And they all cross the line together. But even going back further to when Taddy was the five time Erzberg winner. Yeah. He said that he, when he came back, he had essentially a stiff motocross bike with Enduro engine. Yeah. And then. Because he said the Erzberg was, it was all just high speed stuff. Yeah. It was all just, essentially it was just big pet riding. Yeah. And then when he came back after he came out of retirement again, he uh, had his stiff enduro bike and he got absolutely licked up because it had changed so much just from the time he was gone. And pushing the, as people who help out, volunteer on trail building and features i mean trails are getting harder too so this goes back to like the at what point is it transferring back to where you know your amateur guy just the trails they can't have even got, start yeah, the, yeah. the trails have gotten out of hand and yeah no i think and it's it's kind of tough for us because we don't really have any official trails yeah in the area and it's not um I don't know. We don't have like the the graduated um, array of trails that can build yeah. someone's skill level. There's kind of just a few of us that just keep building harder and harder and harder. And yeah. Oh, we made I, everything else we have. Let's make something we can't make. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And where's that line going to be? Where it's just you know what? It's it's too steep, and this is well. And at some point, I think there. I think we. You, I think the line is going to be when you build a trail and you're not sure if you're going to be able to go to work on Monday. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's, that's, that's very valid. I think, uh, and the other side of this is the, 
like competitive spirit where I got pretty drawn into running faster. Yeah. And yeah, you, you just get so focused on pushing all the time and trying to get faster mm-hmm. to be competitive. And you kind of lose that, that the fun, the fun vibe where you're like, okay, we're going to business. And I wonder about this with pros, like, do they still have fun on bikes? I mean, like, Obviously, you're a huge Bolt fan and watching oh some of his vlogs and stuff like that guy is having... I he is having, so hard on him. He's having a good time on a bike. He is sure. having a good time. There was, I think it was the Erzberg Rodeo race, the last one. Yeah. Where he was uh, he was hitting the finish line as a step up instead of a hill climb. Yeah. He smashed her at third and trying to gap the second half of the hill. Yeah, I love it. I think he's, I think he's amazing. Yeah, <laughs> and actually, actually, I think we need to qu- take a quick little bolt detour there. He cleaned up in Enduro GP. Yeah, four seconds on the super test. On the super test, he beat Brad Freeman, which I also love. Beat, beat Brad Freeman by four seconds on the super test. Yeah, that's that's pretty wild. And Brad Freeman's the world champ like the, of Enduro GP. Yeah, <laughs> we were watching the uh, the instru- or the YouTube clip the highlights and it's pretty funny watching because yeah, Freeman had a little bit of a wobble Garcia who I think was third he's pretty tactical um, yeah very like surgical through everything very stable and then you have Bolt his legs are flying like it looked like he never ridden a bike before no I think but I guess we're in your hurry I think he, <laughs> yeah I think he just holds that throttle wide open and then just Tries to hang on. Like he was delivering pizzas or something. Just <laughs> yeah, legs flailing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Speaking of hey yelling. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Full scrag, as he would say. <laughs> Jeez. I know. I know. I can only aspire to be like that. I'm too scared. But yeah, you wonder if some of like the other riders that you know maybe have being overtaken by some of the younger guys like, or like uh, Gomez. I was just that's who I was thinking of. Yeah. You know, you was great. I'm not saying he's not a great rider. He's a very talented rider. But is he caught in the fight where maybe he's not enjoying it anymore? Where he is, you know, he goes out and it's business and, and he's I trying all, to get back on the podium. Yeah, and I can only imagine that he's not getting full support from Husky. Yeah. Because they do have that bright shining star of my man Billy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I can see how he'd feel a little bit left behind and maybe the the Enduro isn't his, I don't know, not super happy anymore. Yeah, too much. I don't know. Yeah, you start to And you see, you do it. see him struggle, yeah. like, more than, say, three years ago. Yeah. I just, or four years ago. He, he wears a lot of his emotion on his face. Like, you can see him grimacing. Like, some yeah. guys kind of hold it together pretty well. Like, Jarvis just looks like... Old. <laughs> all the time yeah. yeah like he's never like you can see him sweating from now and then but or from time to time but yeah he's never really like beat and then you have like gomez and he's just like sweating face dragging like oh my god what have i done yeah i know i really do think he's a good rider but i do think i think he's getting past uh, i just uh, yeah. i hope he's still having fun no absolutely but Absolutely. He's definitely in the fight to get back. For sure. And I think, like Johnny Walker's change, I think that was a big part of being able to still have fun. I mean, aside from it wasn't really his choice. It seems like he's having more fun. But it seems like now that he's got his own team, 
I mean, he's. I guess he's the only team member, but he's got his. He's, 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 his he's own, on his own. He's a one man race team. Yeah, and he does want a team eventually. But you see him. I think he's having more fun on that beta yeah. now that he has more freedom as well. Yeah, I'm sure there's a stress component of like that risk of stepping on your own, and you got to really believe in your own ability. Yeah. But yeah, I'm I'm with you. He appears to be having more fun than he was. Yeah, for sure. And I guess only time will tell. We haven't had a, too many. FIM World Series races yet? Yeah. Was he in on the uh, Tinder GP race there? That no, no. Uh, didn't make it away. No, no, he didn't go. No, because he had a he had a YouTube video with Paul Bolton. They were Creek bashing uh, around that time. But you know how people are able to release videos <laughs> around the same time. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. So I don't think, I don't think that, uh, I don't, I don't know what I was going to say. So we'll flip it back around. What do you do to keep it fun? I change it up. Like, I think there's a certain, there's a time and place where I want to sweat and struggle. Yeah. And then there's the other time where I just want to get some third, fourth gear fast cruising in and just go out for the fun of it. Yeah. Or even get a bigger group together. Yeah. Because when it's, when it's struggling time. There's only usually two or three of us. Yeah. Group struggles, not fun. No, exactly. Just that extra pressure. So I think the, yeah, I think group rides are kind of my way to de-stress. Yeah. As we've often said, I'm a fairly social person. Yeah. So I think that's, that's good for me. And helping other people. Like newer riders or riders of lesser skill, I really love seeing people progress. And that kind of gives me... New ambition to go struggle myself a bit and learn more. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's always, yeah, there's quite a few riders, like especially riders from Terrace and stuff that want to come ride our more technical yeah. trails and whatnot. I love bringing them out. I think, you know, being honest with yourself at the beginning of the day on what kind of day you're feeling. Like, you know, if you're having one Huge, of those mornings yeah. where you can't find your socks, they don't match, you're missing a knee brace, where are my gloves... Like I went out with my brother-in-law and I forgot my jersey. Oh. <laughs> you know, if you have one of those days, it's probably not one that you should dive into the deep end of the pool. Like, yeah. no swan dives. Exactly. Exactly. I think, no, I think that's that's a really good thought. You know, yeah, when you <laughs> wake up in the morning, don't be afraid to change your plans to keep it fun. And I'm, I'm with you. I think the, the changing it up. Um, last year, like, with the trying to get faster, rode a lot around kind of our flat area we call the airstrip. And... Uh, where we were talking about our suspension test track, and I, it it got boring. I got burnt out on it, and yeah, you know, so focused on going faster and riding it all the time, but I didn't. You, you I didn't seem to, to get the satisfaction from the riding part. You I almost got, had to force yourself to go out riding. Yeah, but the satisfaction seemed to be more coming from seeing my times improve than the actual riding. And yeah, yeah. You know, shaking that off and getting out and riding other stuff, and then. It came back. I was like, wow, man, I love dirt biking. Yeah. And that is, that's something that's different for us where you're really, you're very goal oriented. I find where like you have those times and you want to beat yourself and you, you you know, you time everything. Yeah. Like even when it's our hard, just struggle one, you have to put a time limit on it. Yeah. (laughs) And for me, I go out and I just, I just want to go ride the stuff. We'll make it. Yeah. So I think that's, that's interesting that we kind of will have different perspectives. Yeah. 
on that. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. You guys should let us know what you think. Yeah. What's what kills writing for you? What makes it? When does it stop being fun? Oh, broken bikes. Broken, broken bikes stop being fun. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Nobody likes I pushing know. a dirt bike. No. Pushing a bicycle sucks. Pushing a dirt bike really sucks. It really sucks. That's so true. I can't <laughs> believe you think of that before. Uh, we've all been... Have you broken a clutch cover yet? No. Because Jacob and I have both broken clutch covers, and that's uh, that really puts a damper on the, <laughs> yeah. on the riding day. Yeah. The coast down. Flick the chunks of moss and rock out of the yeah. cover and yeah, carry exactly. on down. Try and pick the big pieces out of the oil yeah. of the clutch cover. Broken yeah. bikes, heat weather. Weather, like, if it's, I went riding yesterday in 30, 34 degree weather, and it was too hot. I should have stayed home. Yeah. So I think that's, that's part of it. It's less being fun. Like, I think you got to try and be refreshed as possible. Yeah. Yeah, so we'll uh, we'll throw it back out though. Like, leave us a voicemail if you want to be on the show. Let us know what when does it stop being fun for you, and what do you do to keep it fun? Let's go both sides. Yeah, and or drop us thing on Instagram. Instagram, at, love the Instagram messages. Yeah, um, keep them coming, and uh, yeah, we always try and throw out. We put new new posts out whenever we post yeah. our episode. I think our we've got one coming out right quick here. And yeah. that's something else I was going to dump on there. Oh, Harlan, we're coming back to you. Harlan, we're going to yeah. put some thought into this and try to explain and paint kind of a visual picture for you through the old audio. So it'll be, it'll be tough not being able to see. I, I think we can do this, though, and yeah. talk about some of our struggles and how we progress through it. Absolutely. Progress through it with only two ACL tears. With <laughs> 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 so yes. be safe <laughs> be safe by knee braces yes absolutely protective gear might be a good one as well Ooh, yes yeah yeah okay. yeah wow that's it probably didn't impart too much wisdom on anybody here this episode but good little banter yeah little few thought experiments you keep it fun yeah maybe yeah she's too hot for Timmy she's too hot for a ride I think so. Yeah. In full honesty, though, I really don't enjoy Timmy's. No. I mean, I just kept the other day. <laughs> yeah. Was it super mediocre? Yeah, it was really sweet. I was like, this is like <laughs> some pound of sugar in this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to see my dentist. Have you tried the new cold brew yet from Tim Hortons? No. I'm not even too scared. <laughs> <laughs> I really enjoy the Starbucks one, but the the Timmy's one has scared me. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it's a get what you pay for kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Are we the only two Canadians that don't really like Tim Hortons? We might be. We're more like, we might be more like Americans. Just McDonald's people. Yeah. Yeah. No Dunkin' Donuts here, so. I think Dunkin' Donuts is in, like, the Tim Hortons League. Yeah, I think it's so. Like the Mediocre. Spicy, Mediocrity. <laughs> spicy water down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't think they're doing the double-doubles, though. Double-doubles? Yeah, like, I don't think 
Dunkin' Donuts. If you went to Dunkin' Donuts in order to double double, it wouldn't be a. Oh yeah, it's a two and two. Yeah, that's so much sugar. Two and two, ma'am. Yeah. Anyways, okay, guys. Well, I guess we'll wrap this up because, you know, there's a whole bunch of sunshine to, not be out in. Sydney Kitty Pool drinking beer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Time for the brewery. Yeah, hardenduohosers.com and that old three-door anchor page, and you can leave us a voicemail or... Hit us up on Instagram, hardenduohosers, at hardenduohosers. Fuck that up every time. Anyway. We'll get her. Thumbs if you liked us, subs if you loved us. See you in the next one.